are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. My name's Phil, and on this week's episode, we talk about marriage. And I have a beautiful woman here uh, named Savannah Marlowe. Uh, she's my wife, and, uh, and I'll let her just tell a little bit about herself. So go ahead, Savannah. Hey, everyone. Um, so like he said, I am his wife. Uh, we've been together almost three years now. In mm-hmm. June, it'll be three years. Um, but long, a lot longer than that, um, started dating back in high school. So we're getting closer to more like eight years together, maybe just over eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of our marriage, I am a teacher. So I teach fourth grade right now. I also do a lot with the church and the kids programs. So teaching gets tied into a lot of the stuff I do here and there in my life. But yeah, it's pretty much it. Just follow Phil along with whatever he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, uh. She's a big support in in the pastoring and hopefully getting nervous and doing that. She's a, she always encourages me. Um, so yeah, we've been together for for just over eight years now, and both of us have have definitely grown quite a bit in that eight years. And you think you get sick and tired of each other. Sometimes you get sick and tired. Just of each occasionally. Other. <laughs> but uh, it's been good, and, and God definitely keeps blessing us. But this first question. Uh, in our wedding, um, just about three years ago, June uh, 16th. 2018. Yeah, 2018. So, you know, that it was a it was a great day, but it had its challenges. It was one of the hottest days. Yeah, it was one of the hottest <laughs> days of the year. And I think, you know, we ended our reception early because it was so hot. I remember yeah. standing outside, because it was an outside wedding, and it just being almost miserable in the heat you know in a suit and tie and jacket and then just sweat running all the way down my face yeah when you plan a wedding you think june outside it'll be beautiful you don't take into account that june can get pretty warm in indiana i know it's hard we actually ended up eating the cake first First. (laughs) yeah it it was melting it was melting and falling over um, so that it's not normally the case in a wedding. You don't normally eat dessert first. So and like I said, we end up ending the reception early just so that like our guests weren't so miserable, just sweating in the tent that we were in. So anything else about our our wedding? What what was probably your your most favorite part about our wedding? Most favorite part, I mean there was a lot of good moments, but I think the one I always think back to the most and always makes me laugh is when you did your little like tuck and roll moment we were doing the shoe game mm-hmm. where you hold up one person's shoe for whoever the question most relates to and someone i don't know if it was like who's more flexible or what it was but we were both like oh yeah it's totally phil and then you did a little like somersault in your dress clothes mm-hmm. on the ground in front of everyone and then you had to do it again because Dawn was trying to take a photo of it, and she missed it. So then you had to do it twice. So I always laugh when I look through the photos, and I see that moment there captured forever for us to always remember. Um, You know, I think my favorite part about our wedding was probably leaving. Leaving? (laughs) No, you know, it was, even though it was so hot, it was still a beautiful day. Mm -hmm. A lot of work went into it, you know, because, you know, we're young. And we don't have any money, so... We were trying to do it as cheap as, as cheap possible. As cheap as possible. So I remember being out there before our wedding, and I was, you know, digging up 
some uh, trenches to put the electrical cords so people weren't tripping over them. And I remember just being out there, you know, all by myself, just thinking about the day and, and how it was going to go. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, wasn't hot at the time I was out there because I was trying to get it all done before <laughs> um, I had to get ready. So it was, you know, that, you know, other than the wedding part altogether, you know, just getting to be out there and just think about what God could, could do with, with both of us was, was a, a good intimate moment with just being God before, you know, before our intimate moment. Um, so that was, that was really cool. Um, yeah, that was much more beautiful than my answer. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's get here, let's get into what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about marriage. Uh, so what is marriage? Savannah, so what is marriage to you and, and sort of, you know, how you view marriage? Yeah, I mean, marriage growing up, especially just as a young girl, was always something that you dream about, mm-hmm. at least I feel like most people do. And I was that same person, always had Pinterest boards ready to go. And it was just something I was striving for even before becoming a Christian. I knew that marriage was something that I wanted to have one day. Um, but lucky for us, we were Christians in the, in the time that we were getting married. And um, I think from that standpoint, it just really seeing it as this um, becoming one moment. I mean, you hear that a lot, but just knowing that it's that moment where, you know, you're promising each other to each other and to God as just being this one, almost like power couple moment where you're just this <laughs> one ultimate person. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you, you talked about it being, you know, promise and, and I, most people, even in a worldly, you know, sense, think of marriage as a promise, you know, between, you know, husband and wife. Um, but, you know, even when we look at it much deeper in the way that God views it, it's this covenant, you know, and covenant and promise, they kind of go to hand in hand for sure. But a covenant means, you know, much more. There's like a, it's like a moral obligation to, to be united as one, to stay together forever. Um, and, you, and you don't see that very much in the world. The, the world views marriage very, you know, I can do it and then I can undo it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, you know, that's not a, that's not how God ever intended marriage to look. You know, God intended marriage for a man and, and a woman to, to be together, you know, as they live on this earth. You know, as they're together, you know, they're not to split up, they're not to divorce, you know, we, we, we know, you know, what the Bible says about divorce, you know, God doesn't want anybody to get divorced, you know, he expects us to stay together, and, and just knowing that, knowing how God views what marriage is, and, and how God has instituted it, it's much higher than, than I think we, we see it today. Yeah, I think sometimes, just with the way the world sees it, Marriage can either just be seen as this thing that's to do for fun or sometimes just out of convenience. You mean you can see that there's some good things you can get from the world just with that status of being married. You don't necessarily see it as this um, promise of eternity really with someone that it's meant to be through the eyes of God. Yeah, you know, you know sort of what you were, were, were saying there is it's almost like an obligation, you know, a lot, of, like you said, when you were, you know, growing up as a little girl, you like, ooh, you know, I'm going to get married, it's going to be all fancy, you know, it's going to be beautiful, you know, all these things that most, most everybody, not, it's not just even a, a woman thing, it's a man thinks the same thing, um, 
you know, they want to be married. They want to be married to, you know, a beautiful woman and have, have kids and have be a father. Have the white picket fence yeah. and all um, of that stuff. Have this, you know, fancy life and they, they build it all up. And then when it comes to the moment of being married, it's not so, you know, so roses and, and mm-hmm. white fences as, as sometimes we think it's going to be. And we get into this trap where, oh man, this marriage isn't sort of what I, how I viewed it or how I thought it was going to be. And we're like, well, you know, it's not really a covenant in my eyes like it is God. So I can just throw it away and, and start over, which, you know, God frowns upon that. God doesn't want to see a, a union, a, a marriage, a covenant break, you know, because God doesn't break his covenant. God doesn't break his covenant. He also doesn't want us to break our covenant with him and with whoever we're married to. Mm-hmm. So that that is marriage and, and a little bit more that we talked about there too as well. But, you know, Savannah, what are what are some difficulties, you know, that, that people can face when, you know, they, they become married? I mean, one of the biggest things that I think people instantly probably jump to is this idea of compromise. I mean, it's no longer just you getting to do whatever you want whenever you want to. It's not just about your goals. Um, you're with someone else now and you have to really be able to come together and make decisions together and sometimes that means sacrificing something that you want because in the end it's not best for the two of you together Mm -hmm. you have to really be willing to be flexible and and hear what the other person has to say Mm -hmm. to make those decisions together Um, something else that I think um, is really something that can be challenging in marriage especially for me um, I don't always like taking risk, but marriage can really be a huge risk. Um, when you think about just all the statistics you hear and some of the examples that you see in media or even your own family, um, divorce is so high because it really is so convenient where we live that um, sometimes it can be easy to go to that when things get hard. So when you're going into a marriage, I think, if you're like me, you start to think about those risks and, you know, am I going to be in that situation? And you have to be really okay with, you know, for one, knowing that it probably won't go that way, but knowing that you can put in the effort to not have it be just another statistic. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with some of those as well, you know, there's, I think the biggest difficulty for a marriage, and it all normally can be pretty much down to, I think, money. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, you know, they they get divorced or their arguments. I know, you know, you know, my parents and your parents, we've talked about it. That was their biggest argument. It's always about money. It was always about, you know, how are we going to get money? How, you know, what are you doing with your money? There's a lot of thinking that this is mine. You know, it's not yours, even, even, even when you're married. Mm-hmm. And I know for us, I'm not saying that everybody has to do this because, you know, there's different worldly things. But, you know, we put all our money together um, and we use it as, as, you know, we are together. You know, we don't, we don't say, well, I'm going to keep a little bit here so I can spend what I want. We just talk about what, you know, mm-hmm. if you want something and, or if I want something, you know, we kind of, we kind of look at it that way. Um, and I think because we've done that, it has helped. Not that, you know, we haven't stressed about money or Money will always be a stress. (laughs) Um, But it does help because it's not, okay, I only have $50 in my bank account. 
you know, but my spouse might have 200 or whatever, you know, we would have 250 in our bank account, which would help in certain things. But a lot of that money thing is, is really comes off this bad communication. And you always, you go to marriage conferences and, you know, all these marriage seminars and things, you know, marriage counseling, whatever it might be. And the biggest thing everybody says is communication. Mm -hmm. But there's reasons for that. Because communication is probably the most difficult thing to kind of wrap your head around because you have a man and you have a woman and the communication is different. You know, um, I remember we went to a a marriage uh, seminar and they talked about this idea that, you know, not to bombard each other as soon as you get home to wait, wait 10 minutes or whatever, then talk about your day, you know, give time to kind of wind down. And then, and then talk about, you know, your stresses and all those things that happen during the, during your work day. And cause those are the things we like to talk about. Cause those are the things we're doing for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Well, and you really have to know each other's way of communicating because the two of us alone are sometimes polar opposites, especially with that point that you just said, I forget that all the time. I'll text Phil throughout the day and be like, you'll never guess what just happened. Like, I can't believe this is going on. And I'll just send it to him 24-7. And as soon as he walks in the door, I want to just unload all the stuff that he's probably already heard in a text message. And and he's one of those who definitely, like, needs a moment, will take his time, doesn't really want to talk about work, even though I'm like, what'd you do today? So it's really, you have to understand, too, the way that Mm -hmm. your partner communicates because it could be polar opposite from you and that alone can sometimes cause conflicts because you might go in with great intentions and then it might come across so wrong to the other person just because of how they communicate themselves. Yeah, and, and you know, each one each one of us have different stresses at work. You know, work is not you're not you're hardly going to find a job where there's not going to be some sort of stress involved. You know, something bad happened or or, or something like that and then both of your stresses are coming in all at once and and then one person might think that oh they had a worse day than the other person but you know knowing that both of you are different knowing that both of you communicate different knowing that that you know there's where where am I going to get this money how are we going to do this how are we going to do that there's all these things in a marriage and it's not one person making a decision it's two people um, and you have to know that that you both are going to view a certain thing differently. And you have to communicate about it. You have to talk about why you view it this way, why I view it that way, so we can come and, and get really a good godly decision, a good godly decision on, on what we're supposed to do. Um, and, you know, there's the, be- the, 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 the thing you got to do most in a, in a godly marriage um, is pray. You have to, you have to pray together. You have to figure out what God wants both of you to do, what God wants you know, um, to happen with all the decisions, big, small, whatever it is. Because when you're giving it to God, when you're letting God kind of deal with you know the stresses and th- certain things like that, not that you won't have them, but it makes it takes so much off your shoulders as a couple, so much all off your shoulders as a husband and wife when when you're allowing God to handle all the decisions. 
Um, and I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that we do that for everything. But when we do, or when we have, um, they've been a lot easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just even small things like, you know, we, you know, we were looking for a house and, and we we're trying to figure out, you know, where we're going to live. We were staying with a, a couple from church and, and yeah, that was great, you know, for a moment, but you know, you don't want to be there forever. Yeah. You want your You're own a new place. married couple, kind of want your own room. Yeah. You want to be, you know, together, just you two. Um, so we were looking and, and the market was all crazy and we couldn't find a house and we didn't think we were ever going to find a house and, and we've kept praying about it, trying to figure out what to do and, and my wife stresses over things more than <laughs> I do and she's freaking out. I'm saying it's going to work itself out, even though in my head I'm still wanting to get out of there. Um, so there's so much stuff there and then, you know, you just, you just allow God to do a good work in your marriage and, and he ends up working it out, you know, we we have our own place now. We have a, a house and, and a cat and, <laughs> you know, we, we have a life. And though it's not the prettiest of lives, it's the life God's given us, given to us. And, and that's the best kind of life, a, a life that God leads and, and a marriage where, where God is at the, the top. And you don't worry about, you know, who's who's doing this, who's doing that, because God is the one leading your family. And, and, I, and we know that, you know, that God would do a much better job than, than I would and than you would. And he, I would say the same for, for any marriage. So, uh, you know, with, with all the difficulties, you know, and the, the stresses and, you know, all these things that happen in life, um, there are always great things about marriage. There's always good things. It's not all bad things. And even if even if 80% of the things are stresses and, and, and difficulties, there's that 20% that, that we should be focusing on, that 20% of the great things. And obviously the percentages <laughs> are a lot different for everybody else. But there are tons of great things that God gives us through marriage. Um, so what are some of those great things, Savannah? I mean, trying to think about these, I'm not going to lie, was pretty challenging which is weird to say because if you ask me how our marriage is I'm always all for it I always love talking about our marriage I always say sometimes I feel like our marriage seems sometimes too good compared to other people (laughs) when I hear their stories but when you have to like forcefully think about what are those good things it, it can be hard because I think sometimes we take for granted those good moments that happen and those blessings that come from marriage because they're sometimes just part of your everyday so you don't even think about them when they happen but one of the biggest things for me one of the biggest um just pros of marriage is that support that you have with each other um sometimes it's we're so quick to go to the wife supporting the husband and and being there for him but really it's that two-way street I mean Phil's there supporting me and all my decisions, whether they're decisions I like to make or not. He's always there to to back me up and and give me guidance and and to remind me as a Christian to go to God because you know the flesh gets in the way and I want to try to do it on my own. So mm-hmm. it there's him there just you know lifting me up and giving me that guidance that I need. But then I can do the exact same. You know he's mm-hmm. got his own life challenges, his own things that he's working through, trying to make decisions on, and I can be there to offer him that same support. So I really find that to be a blessing of marriage. Um, 
also just this idea of oneness. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, the Bible describes, you know, marriage as um, becoming one, and that happens in so many different ways. Not only are you becoming one in the sense of marriage, but you start to see your goals kind of become unified. You know, you're working towards the same things. You start to find yourself um, wanting different things than maybe you originally expected in your life because as your plans start to merge together, the two of you start to come up with different goals and different life aspirations that you want to achieve. And and then you can even look further into that of eventually you're coming together to build this one family, this family that's supposed to be strong together. And, and you're just bringing these different ideas to ke- together to become this unified um like relationship with goals and aspirations that you can build off of with one another. So, you know, you're talking about oneness and it's like this really like this merging together, Mm -hmm. like what you said. And, you know, the Bible is very, you know, really pretty clear about the idea that we can get a lot more done with more than just us, with more than just one person. And God's given us a way to glorify Him with two people, and that's through marriage, a, a husband and a wife that that really views things in two different perspectives, which gives a much larger perspective. If you're communicating, if you're allowing, you know, the Holy Spirit to work in both of you, and 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 really, you get this. You're almost like covering all the the grounds at that point. You know, I might look at things that are more serious thing, and you might look at, you know, things in a, in you know a more you know, loving way or, or just certain things like that. We're going to look at two, a situation at really two different perspectives. And and when we talk about it, you know, we're, we're seeing God move more than, than what maybe I could just see or what you could just see. And, and God's given that to us. But, you know, something I just want to talk about for just a minute is this sort of, you know, holy love this holy aspect of love that, that God's given it to us. And, and there's some different Greek words that, uh, you know, we have for love. And, and you know, just I don't know the Greek words off the top of my head. <laughs> but, you know, there's a godly love. There's a brotherly love. There's a romantic love. And there might be some more. But, but really in marriage, God's given us a way to experience all of that. You know, not only do we see God's, love poured out to a husband and wife and and get to experience you know god's love in that way Um, but also you have you know romantic love uh, that we have as husband and wife but also that that sort of brotherly love that friendship love you know you know and a lot of a lot of people would say you know my spouse is my best Mm -hmm. friend um you know because we're together all the time (laughs) but you know because you experience things together and, and really, you know, through Christ, you know, we're able to to really see how Christ love, how Christ loves the church through marriage. The way that we experience marriage, the love that, that a husband has for his bride, that's the way Christ sees the church. Christ intimately loves the church, his bride. He's the bridegroom. The church is the bride, and and he he loves us in that way, and you know that just shows to me you know how great Christ's love is, but also a challenge on on really how how our love should be, 
how we should love each other in, in, in a holy way. You know, the world doesn't doesn't really view love that way, doesn't really view love in, in a holy way. It views love in more of a lustful way, and a, a way to, to really um, satisfy desires that you might have, whether that's sexual or, or just being wanting to be with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. But, but a godly love is a, is a holy love, a, a love that, uh, that far outweighs any love that we can conjure up here on, on earth. And, and that's beautiful. It is beautiful. That's the great thing about marriage is, is love in a godly way. Because the world has kind of tainted love. It's, it's kind of stamped it in a bad way um, with all the things that happen in the world and and how you know sinful we are when we view things in a very fleshly way, and and all those things that are built upon it. But God's love is a holy love. It's a it's a compassionate love. It's you know a love that that never ends, and it, it, it endures and endures and endures, and and that's a love that that we should have for each other. And when you start to view those things, when you start to understand that 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 you know we are to have a holy love for for each other. Divorce then becomes out of the off, mm-hmm. out of uh, the question. You know, it's not an option anymore. Um, and when it's not an option anymore, you got to work it out. Then mm-hmm. you got to figure out how to work out the mess that we have here on earth. How to figure things out. How to live a godly life. How to to glorify God in our marriage. All these things that are hard to do. And I think God's intended them to be hard, so that that we know that we can't do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. That we can only do it through through Christ, through allow to praying, through through reading His Word, and and I know both of us have have learned a lot by reading God's Word together, by show you know figuring out what God wants us to do, how, you know what are our roles, how are we supposed to function in this world, how are we able to to glorify God in our marriage, how do we not glorify God in our marriage, um, you know there's so many things that that we can kind of figure out and, and you know that's great you know that's great that, that God has given us a way to to experience Christ's love for us yeah, I think truly getting those times to spend in God's word and pray together have really like you said just pushed us to be stronger in our marriage I mean growing up neither of us had solid examples of a Christian marriage mm-hmm. I mean we had um, parents who were married or in different relationships throughout our different stages of life. So we saw what marriage could look like in, in different ways, but coming into it with not knowing what a solid Christian marriage maybe looks like just from a visual example, we had to, like you said, dive into the word a lot and, and lean on each other a lot to grow in that sense. And, and in the end, it helps us grow closer to God in general I think I've grown so much in my relationship with the Lord just by being able to do it with you, to do it with someone else who um, has that love towards me, but also has the same love towards God and the same respect, um, where you're mutually agreeing on on different ideas and getting to just grow together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's definitely a big big part of of maybe why we might view things a little bit different than, than some people. And, and just, you know, just so that everybody knows, no marriage is going to look alike. Mm-hmm. No marriage is going to be the same. You're going to have different struggles. And, you know, your personalities are going to be completely different from ours. And then that adds different problems. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many different things. But 
But the one thing that you have to be unified in is God. You have to come together and understand what God wants for you, what God's purpose for your marriage is. Because I believe God has an individual purpose for us, but also I believe he has, as uh, a married couple, has a purpose for you, has a purpose as husband and wife. And, and your individual purposes can feed onto that and all those different things. God works all that stuff out. But, you know, he gives a marriage a purpose. You know, in this world, he gives it a purpose to to glorify him, to to show the love of Christ. And that's the biggest thing, to show the love of Christ. Yeah, and when you're together with that purpose, you both know what that purpose is, it's just going to strengthen your marriage altogether mm-hmm. because you're working together to achieve this, this goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have work, you have outside things, but when you're working to do God's work as a couple, it just automatically is going to make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know it's hard to, to look at it this way or hard to, to find a way sometimes around because it's the way that we're wired. It is for some reason so much easier to see the difficulties in a marriage, so easier to pinpoint them. Um, but I do believe if we look hard enough, there are much more greater things that God has for us in our marriage, in, in your marriage, whatever it is. Um, then we realize, and there's the basic ones that we talked about here today, but, but if we even talk, you know, individually, we could go on and on and on because, you know, just, you know, that love and, and that compassion and, you know, that just really being together is, is great in itself. And, and we could talk, you know, all those have subcategories, all those have, you know, little things in them as well that, that we could continue to talk about, but you know, marriage is, is a great, great blessing. And, you know, just with, with, you know, certain things that like we've talked about before, you know, you have, you know, you're certain, you know, you're a teacher and and I'm a pastor and each of us think, you know, that we should be doing better or we, that one, that time, that class or that sermon was horrible and whatever it might be. And and we're there to, to build each other up. We're there to encourage each other. We're there to support each other. So not necessarily so that we feel better, but so that that purpose that God has for us is achieved. So that so that you can say, as a married couple, I've fought the good fight. You know, I've run the race and, and you know, and you finished well. Um, and that's the greatest thing that any married couple could say is that they fought the fight they made it, you know, they, they stayed together and, and, you know, it's just always cool for me to see that, you know, someone that's been married for 50 years or, mm-hmm. or 76 years and, and knowing that, that they're running the race, that, that they're finishing well and that there's no way that they didn't have any difficulties in their marriage. There's no way that they didn't have struggles or stresses or all the difficulties that we mentioned. Um, but they made it through, they worked it out and, and they worked it out hopefully in a godly way and most of the people I know that that have that have been married that long are Christians well and you can and you can just see like the strength in their marriage and mm-hmm. and the closeness that they have because of that is there any final thoughts that that you have before we I, close I mean out? I think you summed it up really well there just remembering that marriage really is a blessing it's so easy to get scared by it, to be overwhelmed, to see 
all of the negative ways it's portrayed in the world, um, in media, but really just knowing that it is this blessing from God. And, and if God has called you to a life of marriage to call you to marry someone, really just accepting that blessing and knowing that, like we've said, God has a bigger purpose for you and your spouse with that marriage and, and really just seeking that out full force to come together and, and do God's work as a couple because you'll be stronger for it. Yeah, and, and just with that, what I would say here at the end is is no matter no matter the things that, that come your way, the good or the bad, pray through it. Mm-hmm. You know, ask God what to do, ask God, thank God, whatever if you're if you gotta pray for something, do it. If you gotta praise God for something, do it because that will make your marriage it will make your marriage so much easier to endure and to fight and to do whatever you have to do when when you're allowing when you're allowing God to be in the conversation when you're allowing God to be in the communication yeah. God is putting God at the center of that relationship for sure so our weekly verse this week is Genesis 2:24 which says therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh so this is a podcast brought to you by New Life Ministries. If you'd like to give, you can give at newlifeministries-indiana.com. And that concludes our episode for this week. If you'd like to leave a comment or a request for an episode, you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom.